Hello, everyone. Tonight, we are going to talk about boundaries and, you know, what does that really have to do with forgiveness? I just wanted to start out tonight with a premise, and the premise is that you cannot have a healthy relationship without having healthy boundaries. And in the forgiveness realm, boundaries come up mostly when people that you're in relationship with really push your buttons or they disrespect your feelings or they disrespect the time that you spend with them, your relationship with others, your personal space. So basically, you really do not have like a mutually respectful relationship with that person. And what I found is that it's easier to forgive when the incident that you're forgiving is way in the past. And then the question always comes up, I mean, for everybody, we all have someone like this in our life, where somebody's triggering us and they're pushing our buttons over and over again, we have this thought like, oh, I should forgive that person. But what happens when it happens again and again and again? It's really hard to forgive, right? So this is when a boundary needs to be set. I guess one of the questions that I want to answer is really what are boundaries? You know, personal boundaries really are simply rules that set guidelines for how you interact with other people. And the truth is we have all sorts of rules in our life that involve our beliefs about how we choose to live our lives. And I want to throw out some questions really for you to ponder about whether your rules or your boundaries that are in your life are of your own making. You know, are they dictated by other people or do you just go like on default mode, which is basically that you do what it was you grew up doing. You know, it's like default. Maybe a better question might be something like, who has told you in your life that it's not okay to set boundaries? Or do you have someone who tries to push your limits or control or manipulate you? One thing that's really hard, I know, to set boundaries are with those people who I know you'll know what I'm talking about, really end up sucking you dry. And the truth is we all have a tough time sometimes setting these kind of personal boundaries. But we have to remember that boundaries really go in both directions. You know, they're incoming dealings with other people and outgoing interactions that you have with people. And the truth is that we have, I'm going to say, a right and a responsibility for how we allow others to treat us. And another thought I had while I was writing about this was, and what about ourselves, how we treat ourselves? Do we need to actually set up some boundaries with our own personal thoughts, you know, that beating up on ourselves, taking everything personally, that kind of thing? That's also a particular kind of boundary. So, Why do we really have a hard time setting these boundaries, even those boundaries with ourselves, you know, about us taking things so personally? This is just something really for you to think about. Also, another thought is, what has it cost you by not setting appropriate boundaries for yourself and for other people in your life? So I wanted to go into some signs that we're really not honoring our boundaries. 
and just, you know, check it off for yourself. So some of the signs that we're not honoring our boundaries are really when you feel stressed out when you're dealing with someone or you're trying to avoid dealing with them because you feel exhausted or frustrated or they really just suck you dry after that interaction. When you're in a place where you're really sick and tired of having a one-way relationship with someone, you know how you have like those people in your life that are always complaining or whining or putting you down, or you feel like you're always having to give in. You know, you're calling it compromise, but the truth is you might be giving in over and over and over again. You might feel like a victim, you know, like you're being taken advantage of by this person. And, you know, you just might notice those feelings, just feeling sad, depressed, angry, anxiety-ridden, like before and after those interactions. We all know about the idea of physical boundaries, but one of the things that I really want to talk about are those emotional and spiritual boundaries, that other kind of boundary. And what happens often is people become enmeshed in that relationship. You know, they're trying to manipulate your beliefs. You're trying to manipulate their beliefs. You might want to please them so much that you end up really selling yourself short. Again, this is another type of what we call compromise. But if it's always you, then you need to look and you need to realize that there's a problem. You can also look and ask the question, is this a real codependent kind of relationship? And people who are in that role are like victims. You know, you fall into the trauma drama place, selling yourself short, not speaking up for yourself, and blaming others. So the next question I have here is, how do you get caught up in this kind of relationship? Like, how are you not able to set a boundary in your life so that you can have a healthy relationship. And I came up with seven things that I think are pretty typical that people, how they get caught up in this. So number one is feeling like you're not good enough to speak up, like what you have to say isn't really that important. Number two is fear of rejection and ultimately abandonment. So you don't speak up because you don't want someone to leave you. Number three is a fear of confrontation. So, you know, for a lot of people, it's just easier to suck it up than to have an issue with somebody else, right? Number four is you have a sense of responsibility for that other person's happiness. So that person needs you, they're needy, and you need to fulfill them in some way. Number five is Flat-out guilt. You know, we're just going to feel guilty if we stand up for ourselves, if we stand up for our rights. Number six is we were not taught healthy boundaries. Probably everybody at some point is shaking your head at that one. Number seven is you have rules that were even either given to you or those that you made up and you told yourself it wasn't okay for you to speak your truth or ask for what you want. And you have to make a deal with yourself that you're really going to give up those rules. So before we talk about how to set up actual boundaries, I want to give you five helpful things just to keep in mind when you're learning to set a healthy boundary. One is you are not responsible for the other person's reaction 
to the boundary that you're setting. You're only responsible for communicating your boundary in a respectful manner. And if it really upsets them, I hate to say this, but you have to let it be their problem, not yours. And I know that's hard. Number two is, so at first you might feel sort of selfish or guilty or embarrassed even when you set a boundary. Like you might not feel like you know how to do it right. So you've got to do it anyway. You have to tell yourself that you have a right to your own self-care. So don't let those things that we were talking about earlier, anxiety, fear of losing the friendship, fear of hurting someone's feelings, or even your own low self-esteem get in the way of you standing up for yourself. I mean, these are just those hard things like saying something out loud where you're standing up for yourself and you never have before. That's not easy. Number three is losing that victim mentality and having more self-respect. So when you're feeling like anger or resentment, you probably need to set a boundary. So listen to yourself. Determine what you need to say and then communicate it. Number four, learning to set healthy boundaries takes time. It's a process. So you're going to set them in your own time frame, not when someone else tells you to do it. And number five is you need to develop a pretty good support system of people who will respect your right to set boundaries. So here's what I'm going to say. This is about clearing the clutter, right? Eliminate toxic people from your life. Those are those people who try to manipulate you, abuse you, and control you or make you feel guilty. So here we get to the juice, to the how to set up boundaries. And I basically broke this up into three steps. The first step is the setup. Here's the setup. You're getting ready to set your first boundary, right? So you might want to say a little prayer or really say a clear intention out loud. And it might be something as simple as, Dear God, give me the strength to hold my own, to speak my truth with love and grace. It could be as simple as that. And another part of the setup is if you do have to deal with someone who really drains your energy, I would say take a minute and imagine a protective bubble around you. I like to use the term shields up, you know, so like on Star Trek, right, when we're putting our shields around us, I like to be Picard and say shields up. I do that when I go into Walmart, too. Number two is the speak up. So practice because, you know, as I said earlier, it's hard to do something when you haven't done it before. So you're going to say what you need very clearly, calmly, firmly, and respectfully, and in as few words as possible. I think when you're trying to do this on your own at the very beginning, you want to make excuses for yourself, you want to explain yourself. You don't have to explain, you don't have to justify, or get angry, or apologize. You don't have to apologize for the boundary you're setting. You're just going to say it very clearly. And so I want to share with you a boundary that I created with my mother, and that boundary is, I'm only going to talk to you once a week on the phone unless there is an emergency. And that was it. Now, here's the follow-up. 
and you'll see I had to do follow-up with my mother, right? So the follow-up is knowing that consistency is the name of the game. And so like children, you may have to repeat yourself over and over again. And the truth is that the people that you start setting a boundary with that you've never set with before, a good friend, a codependent friend, or many family members, you're just going to have to say, this is what I need, this is what I'm doing, and so if they start guilt tripping you or they're hurt or whatever, and I'm sorry you feel that way. So remembering you're not responsible for their feelings. So like with my mother, she will call me a couple times a week, and my thing is I don't answer the phone, or I tell her that she can text me or email me if there's an issue that she really needs to talk to me, and I will, of course, call her back, but I'm not going to just talk. And I know that that sounds, well, you can imagine. I mean, you know, my mother is just somebody who I needed to set a boundary with, right? I don't really need to explain that. But to know that I've had to say it over and over again and assert myself over and over again because she will try to push that boundary. So I want you to note that forgiveness may come easier now that a boundary is set. You don't get those weekly or those daily triggers that keep you feeling bad or sad or angry or bitter or guilty. And once you set your boundary, what I want you to do is notice if there is a shift within you where you're now able to forgive on a level that you were not able to forgive on before. Because, as I said earlier, it's just practice. When I started asserting boundaries with my family, I can tell you, I was not very graceful when I did it. You know, it was not a pretty sight. And I didn't have a forgiveness teacher to help me figure it out. I had to do it on my own. And truthfully, it sounded more like a 15-year-old teenager having a hissy fit than a mature woman just setting a clear boundary. So, you know, as I'm telling you this, I want you to know, again, it was not easy to do, but it is necessary. And so as I learned about consistency and really speaking my truth with grace and good intentions, I then developed more respect for myself. And, of course, my self-esteem rose with that self-respect and the quality of people that I have in my life, obviously, has gotten better, too. What I'd like you to remember from this is that forgiveness does not mean allowing someone to hurt you over and over again. It does not mean doormat status. And there's a big difference between hanging on to the need for retaliation and the need for self-protection. So boundaries is a really great way to have that kind of self-protection. So I hope you enjoyed these forgiveness teachings. This is Lori Rubenstein, and for more information, you may go to www.lorirubenstein.com. Or for more information on the topic of forgiveness, please purchase the book, Forgiveness, colon, Heal Your Past and Find the Peace You Deserve.